Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every single Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week I'm joined by the former Dimp Digital gaming quiz champion, it's Pac-Man himself. It's Tom Adcock. How's it going? Good, thanks, mate. Not bad. Good. Good to hear. So we've got a bit of a, a ginormous show here. Not necessarily in length, but just in the magnitude. Perhaps one of the most anticipated games of the generation. And I don't know if that's maybe overselling it. Maybe that's the sort of overselling that costs people, ultimately. Um, but we've been playing The Last of Us Part 2... It came out this, this this past Friday. We've pumped in a handful of hours, maybe maybe 10 hours each into it, got to various points in the game. Um, and we're here to talk about that experience. Now, we'll go into details exactly what we're going to discuss just after our little Patreon plug, which we always do. Um, and then from that point on, more than happy for you guys just to switch off if you've not got to the, the stage that we're talking about. If you just don't want to know anything about it until you've played through the game completely, it's completely your own decisions, as Brent would say. But I did, I, I did mention patreon.com forward slash idle game chat. That's the place you go if you want to support the show and keep it running. I mean, not keep it running. It's going to be running until we run out of effort or time. Or, or Basically, unless I get struck down with an illness, it will probably still run because um, we've been losing money hand over fist for over five years now. So that's, that's, that, the monetary side is not going to change. But if we can make a little profit or we can cover our operating costs, I'll take it. So patreon.com forward slash idle game chat. And there's some cool little perks on there for you as well to become a super fan. And you'll be a bona fide dimpaholic if you go away and do that. Here we are then. The Last of Us Part 2. Now, I'm going to specify what where we're going to talk up to in the game. But before I do that, for anyone that, for whatever reason, just wasn't listening or tuned out, I'm going to raise our infamous spoiler flag so they know that from now onwards, we might trip over and spoil something. We're not trying to, but people will consider gameplay spoilers. They'll consider maybe minor plots. So just to avoid getting crucified and burnt at the stake. Here's the spoiler warning. You have been warned. And if you come at me with annoyances, I ain't going to respond. I don't respond anyway, so don't bother. But here we go. That Resident Evil one again, isn't it? Oh, actually, for The Last of Us, this sounds more like when you try and open those doors or those shutters. Always shutters, yeah. 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 Lots of those knocking around in 2013, which is where the world came to a standstill in the universe of Idol, of, of Idol Game Check, probably did as well, but for The Last of Us. But that's the spoiler warning. So what me and Adcock are planning to do here is try our best to refrain from any major story spoilers, because narrative is a big part of The Last of Us Part 2, and we don't kind of want to go there just yet until we've experienced the whole story ourselves. Um, but we do want to speak about gameplay and certain mechanics that have changed and stuff that they've introduced to part two that perhaps wasn't there in the first one and we can talk about the graphics and, and bits and pieces like that so the spoiler warning is out it's a bit of a light touch one but be warned with i've got ag cocky might trip over himself I'm, I'm a professional so i think people over the years have come to trust me whereas you ag cock I'm not so sure on your spoiler record, actually. Have you done anything terrible? You did one in one group somewhere. I can't. I was going to say, now. I think I've actually got a bit, of, bit of a reputation for saying, I literally like, and and knowing that I'm going to do it, like it's not a spoiler, and then absolutely ruining it for people. So, uh, yeah, I'm on my best behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to open my beer there. Um, for those that are interested, it's a brew dog, double punk IPA. 8.2% Agcock. 
found out earlier, well, not earlier today, Beautiful. but um, recently that Brewdog apparently went pitched to the Dragons and got turned down. That's why those Dragons can't be trusted. Exactly. Whatever. I always well, see this viral video about the Dragons, and they talk about, oh, they... they there's this one invention that they they were so impressed with because it was morally such a good idea that they they said they were giving the money but didn't want a percentage and it was like making clean water or something but I've never seen that yield any results as far as I know any ideas? Yeah, sounds like one of those dodgy Facebook ads, mate. Yeah, there's the poison that for social media. I'll tell you that much. Joe buying like Bitcoin and clean energy sort of fusion. What did I buy off of there? I bought something oh off a Facebook God. ad. Um, it might have been a dog related thing, so not. Not the end of the world. Oh, yeah. You're getting targeted heavy now for dogs. Uh, yeah. It's like puppy this, dog that. It's got you. Right. It's impossible to get away from. But there you go. Anyway, The Last of Us Part 2. Now, that's our game of the decade officially. Like If people really want to boil, boil down our top six list, which was a list of about three dozen games, to just one, the original Last of Us from 2013 took the championship you played the remaster first, didn't you? Or did you get it on PS3 and then go for it twice? Twice. So I, I think it was on your recommendation. And mm. I don't even... I potentially borrowed the PlayStation off of you or might have been another mate. But yeah, borrowed a PlayStation to play that in mind. It was yeah. my only Naughty Dog game up until that point. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I bought my PS4, um, I bought the remaster on release and went through it again. Yeah. No, that's that's a sensible thing to do. What's what I find interesting about your little experience is recently, and I believe it was this year, maybe uh, late last year, you actually played through Uncharted Four: A Thief's End for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so I played through Uncharted One oh. off the Nathan Drake's uh, collection, and then it was fine. And I know I should probably have played two because I hear that is a real highlight. But oh, yeah. for some reason, I skipped ahead and went straight to four. Yeah. Um, I think I played those back to back, but yeah, both last year. Yeah, so that's uh, four's an interesting point because it's it's kind of like the other Naughty Dog game from this generation because they've done they've done Uncharted Four, they did Lost Legacy as well, which was kind of like a spin off of of Four, but they are renowned for their graphical integrity on Naughty Dog, and the Last of Us, the original, came out at the very end of the PS3's life cycle. The Last of Us Part Two is coming out at the end of the PS4's life cycle. I'm going to start with the graphical side of things because I think there's there's some contention potentially here. What do you think of just the the broad and the raw looks of The Last of Us Part 2 and maybe in comparison to something like Uncharted 4, which happened a lot earlier this generation but was done by the same studio? It's very green. That foliage (laughs) is really taken over, isn't it? everywhere it's on those bloody islands though in uncharted 4 they're the same plants yeah. they're linked yeah. to those worlds i'm telling you there's an easter egg somewhere like little nathan drake's treasure chest somewhere i reckon hidden little plushy sitting around yeah. <laughs> there um, is a ps3 is great, no spoiler there is a ps3 i don't know if you saw it on your travels like very very early in the game no um, i've seen another console i'm not even going to mention it but it is in one of the trailers mm-hmm. or gameplay but i saw that i haven't seen the ps3 though Uncharted 2 is a little game there so again another sort of stab in your side saying you should have played this <laughs> um, but high level wise graphics they're pretty incredible um, I, was at, I mean this definitely isn't a spoiler I can say the weather changed it was raining and mm. I just saw like the animation of Ellie putting up her jacket when I climbed outside I, I just had to sit there for a second and just take it in I was like Jesus this looks good yeah. I think the difficulty is like, I haven't played Uncharted now in a few years, so to my brain, the number one looked this good now. You know that nostalgic brain oh, yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah, it's pretty much how it looks. But every now and again, I get like a little vista or just especially like a little character. Because tell me if I'm wrong, but it looks like the cutscenes are done like in engines. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, yeah, as far as I can tell, I can't see any disparity between the cutscenes and the actual gameplay. And normally the giveaway is things like that are that are unique to your your playthrough. Like you might have a shotgun equipped and I might have just right, a handgun yeah. equipped, things like that. And as far as I can tell, that's consistent with what I've got on my screen at all times. Nice. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed to say the least it looks pretty incredible how about you 
Yeah, very. It, I mean, it's obviously a much grimmer game. It's got green in it for sure, but you know the the, the beautiful landscapes of Uncharted Four compared to the grim fucking rundown shithole of The Last of Us Two is difficult to compare. Um, the facial animations again are, are top notch. I would say that they may have tried a bit too much with this, and the reason I say that on, on the on the graphical side of things is that. And this may again be memory, and I was hoping maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, sort of have a little bit of freshness with Uncharted 4, but to me, that game felt like it looked great, and I saw very little within like issues or like popping or things like that graphically, whereas in The Last of Us Part 2, particularly in these open areas, like one of the, the, the steps forward from the original Last of Us is there's this kind of like open areas for you to go and explore at your will and little side things to do now and again but particularly in those areas where the landscape's much bigger or the environment's much bigger i noticed in the distance that foliage trees would like texture pop in slightly um and i even went past a, a an abandoned van um that was just parked as there are many vehicles in this game and it changed color as i approached it as in, as in the texture was, was popping in and i don't remember seeing any of that in uncharted 4 i remember it perhaps maybe not looking as good as this but it felt like it, it was a bit more consistent yeah i would agree the only thing i'd say i don't know if this would be something they would do but i played uncharted for well after well after release so i don't exactly that's my 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 concern is that this was that bloody played, delayed a few weeks mm, but you know I've, I've actually had i mean nothing you know is gonna game break in but i have seen quite a few little um glitches with last of us 2 and I've, and mm. someone else i know was playing it and got Ellie stuck between like the wall and the floor and couldn't move. And he was panicking because it was 11 minutes or something since his last oh, save. He was it's, like, oh. Yeah. It's a horrendous situation to be in because you hit start and it tells you when the last checkpoint is. Um, I, I got stuck between the environment and a companion early in the game. Like I, I went into a corner and then went to turn around and then they just sat there and I was like, I really need you to move. And they didn't. And in the end, because one of the one of the introductions is that you can go prone, you can lie down and crawl. I sort of lied down and kept like forcing the issue, and eventually I sort of popped out. But I was a bit like, I don't remember Naughty Dog Games having these sort of issues previously. I, and again, it might be just me having my my glasses on. I had too many beers from when I've played. Well, these beers don't need many of these. Eight point two percent. This is the sort of power that we're going for. But um, I don't remember that happening. And um, I don't know whether it, again it's the I said the rose tinted glasses or whether it's you know been happening only in the Last of Us Part Two, but I've certainly noticed more than I thought I would at this stage. I'd agree. I would agree because you're not, as I say, you're not the first person to say this to me. And yeah, I've had nothing terrible, but I have had funny enough like companions, you know, like stuck on the spot doing funny dances where they shouldn't be, <laughs> kind of a little bit of glitchy, you know, like that. I, my character's been fine. I haven't had to like reset anything yet, no. but I would agree. And I don't remember yeah. any I, other naughty dog having any issues like that. But again, they're not this, you know, I'm sure a year from now you ask me about this. I'll forget all about those little things. Well, like, you won't oh, no. because it's now fucking put in history books with this podcast. The internet will never <laughs> let, let us forget. Yeah. That's just something to, uh, I noticed. It just felt a bit scruffier because I'm so, I've got this whole notion in my mind that Naughty Dog are like the gold standard for presentation, attention to detail. And don't get me wrong, the attention to detail is there because even simple things like when you examine an item, you can see Ellie's fucking fingerprints. Like you can see her fingerprints and her thumbprint on her hand. Like, so they've definitely gone for the attention to detail. But it does One of my favourite like, animations is when you hit a workbench and you upgrade your oh, guns. Mate, yeah. Fuck me, do they look good? And like the fact that she's like polishing it and oiling yeah. it, and it's so. Where she learned all that? That's as far as I know, <laughs> yeah. that's not been caught up. But again, not going to query it too much. There's a lot of people, a lot of spare time on people's hands when they've when they're in this in their own pandemics. But and what I also love, and this, I'll talk about the upgrade system now for the weapons because they had upgrades previously, um, but they were all they're all stat based like Joel would upgrade his, his handgun you you just notice it would be more powerful whereas they've gone the extra mile in the last of us part two in that you actually replace components 
of your weapon. So it actually physically changes, you know, as the game goes on. So if you, I don't know, if you add a stabilizer or a barrel to it, Ellie will put a new barrel on it. And I think that's a really nice touch. Agreed. Flat out agreed. <laughs> Nothing more to say there. Um, we carry on with, with things like the the character interaction, the character progression. That That's kind of been pulled out of The Last of Us Part 1 as well. Like you you pick up, oh, what are they, tablets? Like supplements of sorts, aren't they? I never quite understood what they are. They're like little little tablets and you can yeah, upgrade yeah. your abilities as a as a you know a character but this time in order to upgrade certain areas you have to find and read manuals so you might find for example you might find a hunting book on your travel and that will then lo- unlock a new kind of tree there um have you been dabbling much with the with the kind of upgrade system for Ellie, um, or have you kind of largely ignored it and just been sort of going rogue with a with a vanilla version of her? No, I've done a little bit. I mean, to be honest, I, what will happen is I'll f- exactly what you said. I'll find something and I'll be like, oh, interesting. Like, you know, I'll find like the hunting journal or whatever and that new like, skill tree will open. Yeah. And for that moment, I'm like, right, what can I do? And then... I'll, I'll basically forget about it for big chunks of time, not do anything. And then normally it's when I hit a bench and I think, right, full upgrade time. What mm. am I doing here? What what do I need to craft? Where am I going wrong? But uh, yeah, got- I mean, I'm not really into that side of these games, but it does, it helps massively to be fair. I can imagine you getting to the latter end of these games and then like struggling a few times and then going to a bench and going, fuck me, I've got 400 worth of scrap and supplements to put in. You pump them in and then you become overpowered and just breeze through it. Yeah, it's definitely happened. Yeah. Not uh, on this, but in other games for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. And it could, it could, it could well happen here. Um, so the part of the game where we've been up to is, is called Seattle day one. That's where we're going to talk up to in terms of mechanics um, Narrative-wise, we're going to touch on that now, but we're not going to give away any, any direct kind of information on that, other than saying that I feel like the setup for this um, adventure is great and uh, uh, and it's setting up an interesting dynamic and story that's going to, going to carry on. Now, one thing we have heard throughout previews, reviews, and then word of mouth, because you, you know someone who's already completed the bloody game, uh, did get it unlocked early though, so I saw a bit of cheating there. Um, is that it's quite a meaty game, sort of clocking in between twenty and thirty hours. When you we 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 knew that before release, sort of twenty five hours is being quoted, thirty hours is being quoted. How does that sit with you? Because I think seventeen hours was the max I ever spent on The Last of Us, and that was when I was really taking my time. Yeah, um, I mean it is a bit longer than my sweet spot, if I'm honest. But what I'd also say is that I've probably put in maybe 10 plus hours at the moment. And if I knew now that I only had like three hours to go, yeah, I wouldn't feel like I've had my feel of the game yet. No. So yeah. I'm actually, so far I'm okay with the time. I mean, it might suffer a bit in that last third, perhaps. I don't know. Depends what you really you know they do with the story i guess how engaged i am but so far i quite like the fact that i've got 20 22 23 whatever hours of this left yeah, well potentially yeah yeah well it depends, again it depends on people's speed and one of the things that is added i guess to the time is that seattle day one basically presents to you the the open nature of the last of us part two now this isn't the case for the entire game you still very much have the traditional parts of the game where you've got to get from a to b and there's no is there's probably about three different routes you can take but you're only trying to get from a to b and there's enemies in your way whereas the open area in seattle day one is a complete departure from previously what we'd had in the last of us it was present in Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, so you can see Naughty Dog doing things, trying things, refining it, changing it slightly to bring it over to their other properties. But what did you think about having, rocking up on that horse, Seattle day one, and then for it just to say, look, there's even a map here we're going to provide for you, and there's two things you've got to do, or one thing you've got to do, and it's up to you to kind of find out how to do it, and then along the way you're going to stumble across optional 
areas to kind of explore and discover. How how did that sit with you? Because linear was kind of like one of the main strengths, I think, of the the, the Last of Us OG. Joe, I didn't like it, mate. It fucking, I was like, what is this? What what's going on here? Because as you say, you do like some prologue type things, and then you dumped it on this horse with a companion, and as you say, map. Here's some things to go and get. Kind of very Uncharted 4-esque for me. Like, you know, we'll mark this on your map. Um, yeah. There's some question marks over here. Go, go do it in any order if you want. And, you know, yeah, as you say, little some other things to explore. And I was like, what the hell is it? What have they done to my game? The linear, like, buddy um, road trip super game now is an open world game and i was like well i don't like this and uh luckily luckily it moves on well if you just do what i do and just go breakneck it moves on reasonably quick from that yes. but i was not a fan of this bit of last of us 2 i must say interesting so was that more acceptable in, in uncharted 4 and then if you played Log- lost legacy and had something similar would you be accepting of that? It's just that you feel like the last of us shouldn't be, you know, up to your, give you too much sort of freedom, I guess. I think the problem for me, right, is that I never, I hadn't played a Naughty Dog game before Uncharted 1. Yeah. I had played like the Tomb Raider games, which obviously rip a hell of a lot off of the Uncharted games. Yeah. So that was my sort of barometer. Then I played The Last of Us and I was like, this is fucking immense. It's like, you know, it done such a good job. It was the most linear of games, but it was so good at like world building. You almost felt, I think I've said this on our like chats before you felt that you could almost go like a couple of blocks back if you wanted to. I mean, I know you can't obviously, Mm. but it it was just very, it looked like, uh, well, not living, breathing because everything's fucking dead, but a world (laughs) is brilliant. And I think for me that can't, you know, unfortunately, I've played, you know, many uh, Naughty Dog games and then, you know, rip-offs of Naughty Dog games. And I've been looking forward to this game for several years. So yeah. it's never going to be able to live up to the hype in that respect. You know, that world's been established. It's been built. I kind of know what to expect. You know, fair play to them for making a change. Mm. But I much prefer this type of game as a very linear experience. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need my Uncharted semi-open worldish. But I do get that most games of this ilk have kind of gone down that route. Kind yeah. of the later Tomb Raiders kind of gave you these kind of hub worlds where you could kind of run around and stuff. So, not basically just this. It felt very video gamey. Whereas, mm. you know, I think The Last of Us One with my brain 2013 brain i just didn't know what to expect or what was next whereas this mm. i was like all oh, right they're riffing on a b and c i get this i know what i have to do let's go so did you not do any of the sort of optional stuff unless you accidentally stumbled across it was you like yeah right, exactly I to, right and it, i will tell you what you have to get fuel don't you to start up a generator and exactly it yeah. seems like a really arbitrary task but you can spend what did i spend there i'm guessing three four hours maybe three hours i spent there sort of doing trying to do everything i felt like i could um before moving on but you did you just go right get me that fucking petrol and get me out of here yeah i just literally went to the place on the map i was like i ain't fucking around with anything else here <laughs> don't need to be doing that that's fair enough i mean because it is that's a that is a, a big departure and like, we saw it happening with uncharted 4 and we saw it expanded with lost legacy but there are going to be people out there that played the last of us and don't play Uncharted games for whatever reason. Like they want their, they want their post-apocalyptic sort of adult zombie type game that has a really good story. And then they they rock up to this and be like, oh, what's going on? How did you how did you find just going from A to B to C without doing the extra stuff? Did you feel like he was impeded for doing that, or was it actually like not as bad as you thought in terms of A discovering where you've got to go, and then B was it putting up any artificial sort of barriers? for you because it wanted you to go oh look at this little bank over here maybe you should have a little look yeah i mean there is a bit of that but there's i've got no problems in that like sort of breath of the wild vibes where it kind of will lead you up to see something Mate, you, you know, play that game in 20 minutes <laughs> people but are slagging yeah, you... off other games they're already slagging <laughs> off spider-man miles morales saying it ain't gonna be long enough 
Yeah, um, it, it will draw your eye to certain bits. I found this with um, Uncharted as well. Like a couple of times, I think, um, like where the game now is so like photorealistic. Yeah, that, you know, it's not always clear to me where I need to go or what I can and can't climb. Well, actually, not that's not true. But just sometimes I just you know get a bit snarled up. I'm like, right, how do I get in here? <laughs> but in terms of like big picture it's reading the map was fine get you know once the locations are all kind of like church or hospital or whatever yeah. you know they, and, and they look like you what you expect them. them to look exactly yeah. so that's really nice you don't really need to worry you kind of know generally which direction you're going in and it will always and that's the, i'll tell you what is good about these games well this game in particular is that you kind of get to a place and you're like you're never going in the front door that's just not happening <laughs> yes yeah. and yeah. there is like potentially like you know f- four or five different routes but the way the game is just such a nice game design. You'll always can't tend to kind of just follow the the path you kind of felt oh, for me anyway, the one I think of, or unless there is multiple ways in, but it always tends to be the right one. Yes. Like it's really good. It kind of directs uh, you naturally. Well, if, it doesn't feel like you're being directed. You just, you just go exactly. there instinctively and you're like, Oh, how clever am I? Cause I've yep. been running around this building for 10 minutes looking for a way. And so that, I, I refuse to believe that's my intelligence. I definitely refuse to believe that's your intelligence. Sort of, bad, yeah. right? the game's been—they're much cleverer than us. And they've designed it to trick sort of the brain deads into thinking we're clever. No, I agree. Also, I've noticed some couple of things. Might as well bring up at this point. Like, there's some pretty cool, like early puzzles. I mean, they're not really puzzles, but oh, basically, things. Got a note here. It says puzzles, a bit of puzzle solving. Love it. Yeah, and things kind of work like exactly like how I, I, I guess basically there's a power cable right you know the yeah. one i'm talking about yeah and you've got to get a power cable from a to b yeah which yes. you do and yes. then you need to get it to c and in my head i was like right i know where that needs to go you don't fucking reach think, yeah but i thought i know how i would do that in real life and i tried it and lo and behold it works and i was yeah. like jesus that's good yeah it's um it's certainly an aspect because what they've added is a mechanic of of also like repelling and rope there's certain like attached areas that have rope to it and you can throw the rope and use it to, to climb up or down or you can use it to swing that's another sort of extra mechanic they've added and um yes the, the puzzle side of things definitely it's not like uncharted 4 where they would have like symbols and it was like put the symbols in the right order to make the shadow or something like that it's kind of like environmental. Okay, I've got this tool that needs to go here. Maybe, how would I do that? Oh, maybe I'll just chuck it over. Oh, yep, perfect. And then you immediately feel clever. Sort of again, rewarding the brain deads, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been I've been quite impressed of it because they've also. I mean, you probably maybe you didn't experience this because you've been not breaknecking it, but going mainline where you can. Because I've been going to sort of side areas and going to little buildings, and some of them have like uh, safes in them, and obviously they've got a combination and whatnot. And initially, it's like, oh, you find the letter, and the letter tells you what the safe code is. It's like, oh, Jeff, the safe code's one, two, three, four, five, six. And you're like, well, okay, fine, I input that. But then as you go on, what happens is they will say, oh, the safe codes are anniversary or something like that. And it'll be like to do with a date or a, a time. And then within the room or within the area, there will be something with that type of that combination marked out. So I like the way they've kind of it's not quite Resident Evil. That's what I was initially thinking, but it's still a nice little touch to have that there. Because, again, you get rewarded with supplies and bits and pieces like that. Yeah, no, I have come across uh, well one of those like a. Uh as you described, and that's exactly where my brain went with some mm. evil. Yeah, I quite like that. It is good. Yeah, certainly, um, uh, uh, I had it in the old one, to be fair, but it, it just felt a bit more natural with, with The Last of Us Part 2. Last thing on the open world side of things before we kind of move on. Um, this is actually, what, and we talked about the graphics, sort of, I'm sort of melded it together like a melting pot, but the where I've had most of the issues graphically, as in popping or textures or just things that I'm like, eh, what's going on there? It's a video game. It has been in this large environment, like this large open space they give you, um, which may be some evidence for your side of things where you're saying, well, I'm not really, 
I'm not really pleased with there being this um, this open world element, and perhaps perhaps they bit off more than they could chew slightly. It's like once once it's sort of apparent in one Naughty Dog game, has it got to be in the others? I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. Well, I'm lukewarm in that area anyway, and yeah, I mean maybe it's not their forte, is it? But, you know, it's saying well, it's not new now though. Is your only thing is it's third time they've had a crack at this. Yeah, that's true. Would you be against them? Say if they say in Last of Us Part Three, they establish like a home base. So like, right, you live here. Here's your home base, and then there's a main quest that you can follow, but then also you could, you could perhaps take out errands or patrols, like a couple of them, maybe, maybe three as that are optional. You go out and do those into areas that you won't go back to and you'll get some, perhaps some loot or I don't know, an upgrade to your weapon or things like that. Is that a direction you'd be happier with them going to? Or you again, like, no, scale it back, give me my linear sort of corridors that I like where I know where I'm going. Yeah, but scale it back, mate. There's enough open world in the world. Just give me a nice linear experience. Guide me. It's true. There is. There Show is me a... what you want me to see. I'll see that and I'll love it. Don't yeah. need to be wandering around. Because all I think then is, what am I missing? So it's, how much do I want to do? Yeah, and I've got like the the brain that will keep me up at night thinking about, oh, I've missed that bit. Because there's an area in the, in the open world bit that I missed. And I was like, huh. How long is that going to... Do I have to reload an old save now? And <laughs> I did. I went back to the area where I wanted to go and I couldn't get into it. So I was like, oh, you know what? Jog on and do it in the second playthrough. Use a guide or something. But the, the, one, I guess one of, the, one of the advantages to having this big open world area where you're kind of left to do what you want for X amount of hours is that, at least to me, it feels like some of the more linear areas are fucking massive as well. Like... A is A and B is still A to B, but you have a much larger space to work around and more chance to bump into enemies and whatnot. I found that it felt like I was going every time I'd like go through a big area, it was like this is actually my own personal route. I bet Adcock hasn't gone this way. I bet he's had to go left and I've gone right and then it's kicked off and I've gone back and retreated. Like where the combat can take place, it feels like the they've got some really good like areas there and it feels like there's a lot of option there for you to, to tackle each each different sort of scenario. Yeah, like the level design and game design on this is is incredible. To be fair, like there's a couple of instances early on where you're kind of walking through, you're getting your supplies, you know, opening those drawers, and you kind of know that something's going to go down. Really, one, they they're great at building like the atmosphere and the tension, but two, just the way the rooms are designed and how big they are. You just mm. you know, and like the little bits you got like the rendering in the buildings is falling apart and Ellie, Ellie can just about fit through or yeah. she, as you said earlier go prone and get through a hole and you're like as you're doing this you're like got a feeling I'm going to be legging it around here in a minute and then lo and behold it happens and then yeah like you, you as you say you can really the area where you fight like the infected or the human enemies is they're, they're huge to be fair yeah it felt like there was a, there was a I was playing it a little bit earlier and I was I had like a bit of an advantage because I was on like a, a level up, and I had I've got a rifle that, that I've equipped with a scope now to upgrade it. So, you know, I barely fire the fucker, so I thought you know what I know there's enemies to that side of the building. What I'm going to do is lure them out and then pick them off, and I did. I lured them out of a bottle. They came running out, and I picked them off one by one with my scope that I never use. One shotted them, and then I was like, right, that 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 room now is much easier for me to to go to, and I think. That definitely adds a level of strategy that perhaps wasn't there in the first one because it felt like in a lot of instances you were kind of in these very small, confined areas. And there are small, confined areas in The Last of Us Part 2, but there are also these larger landscapes where you can explore and and find your own way. Or, if you're really clever, I guess avoid detection altogether. It feels like that's actually an option for the first time. Um but I, I'm, I'm enjoying that that change of things when it comes to the combat and whatnot. One of the big changes to the combat is the melee focus style of things. Like it really feels now that if you get really good at dodging and attacking and countering, you can do some real fucking damage without firing a bullet. I don't know if you've been implementing that during your playthrough, but I've been like, right, if I ill kicks off, 
I'm going to try and get close to people and take them out that way. Yeah, so especially like with the infected, especially early oh, yeah. on infected. The infected, like yes, the, definitely, because they don't have guns that can keep you at bay. Yeah, and like the runners, I mean, yeah, that's what I say. Ellie's so much like more equipped and badass than Joel ever was. Mate, he's really. old, he's breaking down. <laughs> yeah, really body struggling. Down. she's like a fucking ninja yeah that dodge is amazing like yes. if, if i mean i know they don't give you many options where it's just one-on-one yeah. but a one-on-one infected fight now is just redundant like you <laughs> dodge them a couple of times and they are dead yeah. same with like really if you can get close enough to a human mm. um yeah like ellie's like very very capable with that knife she's fucking brutal yes. um and yeah, as you say, like if you get your timing right and, you know, just know how many hits you can get in before you need to do a dodge again. Yeah, you can, you can kind of get around without using up any bullets. You can really save your ammo yeah. and be pretty confident in your melee weapons like or your just your shiv or knife or whatever you've got. Yeah. Like always. It's pretty much it's unbreakable now, right? You've always got that. That shiv, yeah. And that's yeah. with the infected. That is a huge addition because in the first one, you, you could... You could have a shiv. I think you could, you could even, you could even upgrade the shiv to have like two stealth hits on them, and you could use that to kill clickers, which were one of the more still threatening now. But in the first game, they were like a big, big deal. Like if you run into a clicker one on one, if it got close to you and snatched you, you were dead. Um, they are still in the Last of Us Part Two, but you can deal with them a lot easier because you have a knife stroke shiv that Ellie's got and it doesn't break after killing one of the, the clickers, which is a massive addition because um, previously you'd kind of be like, do I use my shiv to kill that clicker or do I just use my shotgun? Whereas now it's not even a choice. It's like, if I'm stupid if I start firing on this and kicking off, I can silently deal with this with no penalty whatsoever. I think that's a, a people will be like, oh, it's not as challenging. And I'm like, yeah, but what sort of knife keeps breaking like after one stab? Like, nonsense. That was just a video game part of the game, I felt like, to make the game a bit diff- more difficult. Yeah, and to be honest, what... what and and they the, the, they set up the scenarios, and there's new enemies that, mm. you know, still up the challenge. And I guess it's probably a nice time to move on a little bit in that... Okay, like, are you hosting this, or why? Are we... Well, sort of, you know, if you ain't going to do your job properly, David, <laughs> I will. I'll do it for you. Um, but I feel like the... Um, the human enemies, they have, I may, I'll tell you what, mm. it ain't my natural sort of form to go stealth and <laughs> trying to brute force your way around Valley against those humans now is, yeah, it's impossible. It can't be done. I've got to relearn things. Right. I am getting my ass kicked. Yeah, I am. I'm a stealth kind of guy, but I'm not very good at it in this game. So I've had several instances where I've just ran like, I've, oh really I've, I've tried my best like i think right i think i've got because again the environments are open i'm like i think i've got to go sort of to the right of this particular area and i'll head that way i'll get around sort of 60 percent of them and then the last 40 percent i'll i'll do something stupid or i'll fucking blow it it'll all kick off i'll try and stand my ground and then suddenly i think i'm gonna get mauled here there's four of them and i'll run I run, I run, I dive through, I go under things, I dive through windows, I hide behind in the in the tall grass, and yeah, like when it all kicks off, and this was a staple of the first game, but I feel like it's much more amplified in The Last of Us Part 2. When it all kicks off, it just, it feels so intense, so visceral, and it's always a threat. Anytime you're spotted, I think I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to die here if I don't play my cards right, whereas... I think maybe in one, I felt very, very capable. Maybe Joel was a bit more menacing, sort of bigger build than that, but well built. And um, <laughs> yeah, just this this time, I always feel like if I if I set them off, I'm going to be in trouble. And it sounds like you're having a similar experience. I just think the AI is so much better this time. In the, yeah. the I've been caught out several fight. times on my flank. Like thinking, yeah, that's what I mean. No one's like, going to but... flank me because I I'm aware of that. And then I've got a shotgun to the side of me. And I've gone, cool. Where have you come from? Exactly. It's like the minute it's almost like playing like online or something in that the minute <laughs> someone spots you, they're not doing a game thing and lining up one by one to no. have a little pop at you. <laughs> they're on you straight away. And if one of them can just run in and fucking smack you over the other a pole, that's exactly what they're going to do. Or get around the side of you, flank you and shotgun you in the face. Like it's, they're, they're pretty brutal, to be fair. And they don't really let up. Like they're on your case, as you say, you can then you know, just go on a massive run and get yourself into some tall grass or whatever and kind of reset things somewhat. But mm. 
yeah, you you really got to take your time. But the thing is that those like playgrounds they give you to do that, they are massive, and yeah, you know the space is there for you to take it slow and, and do it. It's just I've got to just relearn myself because I, I think as the game gets harder, I'm really going to struggle trying to do it my way. So. I think I've got to, you know, start using all Ellie's little tricks and tips. Yeah, properly. I mean, it's it is a it is a, an advantage to have a game that's that's that dynamic when things kick off. And I'm sure there's people that will stealth through sections without being spotted, but I'm just not capable of doing that. <clears throat> and then when it does all go to hell, I'm in a real bit of bother. Like I'm I, the only thing I would say is I'm finding the humans and i don't know if this is intentional it's not necessarily a bad thing but i'm finding the humans 10 times more threatening than the infected like a group of infected like we discussed with the the, the melee combat you can handily deal with like them if you play your cards right whereas with any sort of human interaction i'm a bit like hmm this is tricky and i feel like they, they, i don't know if there's a balance for that or whether that's how they want it like you know, a human can think for themselves and infected is just running off instinct. But I feel like they're definitely the threat in this game. And, they, and, and it takes a while for them to introduce the humans. Like, I felt like I was a good, like, four, five, six, maybe six hours into it before I had my first encounter. And I was like, Jesus, this is a change from, like, a, a blind clicker that I could just walk up and stealth kill instantly. Yeah, I don't... I you know, I have thought this, and it's, I guess it's a bit of a negative for me. I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I love sometimes like you'll be out in the blazing sun at midday and you're going to a building and instantly it's pitch black. So all the windows are boarded up and you're like, oh, here we go. Mm. But yeah, I don't know if it's because I just know the enemies generally, like most of them are, you know, all the ones you've met in Last of Us 1. But or so, yeah, I don't know if it's like the, the enemy design or the fact that Ellie's so capable or both. But yeah, I just haven't really felt threatened by them. I haven't got that kind of. When I was Joel in the first one, I was just shitting myself trying to protect Ellie, I think. And, yeah. You know, when you was in those like dark underground places or in a building or in a tunnel, it was horrible. Whereas now I do feel very capable and haven't felt particularly like scared in any of those locations. No, definitely I've felt more fearful when it's like human enemies, for sure. Um, the, the infected don't have that. But then I guess for this game like you, you mentioned a good point there it's like not only was you playing as as joel in the last one and trying to keep yourself alive like you had that you had ellie with you who was much more vulnerable whereas any companions that you work with in the last of Us part two at least up until seattle day one are very capable yeah so you don't feel like you need to protect them necessarily and in fact they will get involved and help you if you get in a spot of bother i've had several times where i've been pinned down by an enemy and they've come along and just put two bullets in their head and finished them off and i was like well thanks very much didn't need the help but had it under control <laughs> but um yeah exactly the same yeah and one of the one of the criticisms from the first game is that ellie and bill in particular there's a moment where you're going through bill's town you've got two companions with you that they run out, they they trip over the the runners, they trip over the clickers, and the clickers and the runners ignore them. The invisible companions, we call them. Now I've noticed that they it still exists here, yeah. but it's, it's far less egregious. Like they're not running out in front of you; they're staying pretty much behind where you are. But where it comes undone is the grass and the long grass mechanic. I find that when I'm going prone to stay out of sight in like shorter grass. They're sort of still sitting there, hovered up, and I'm like, well, the runner can clearly see you there, but they've not. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I was going to bring this up. Um, yeah, exactly the same. Uh, like as you say, not as bad, but it's certainly there. Like if, if if I'm not fully prone, I'm getting spotted, and there they are walking around like a little like Russian dancer, and no one's saying nothing. I'm like, right, how are you getting away with that? Yeah, I think they've tried to to. to make it so it's not a, an issue but uh, i guess like, the one thing that they could do is make you have control over your companion i.e., you order them to go x y and z and then if you order them to go to x and they get spotted it's kind of your fault they, but where they are now they are they, ha- they have their own movement patterns i mean how annoyed would you be if you were trying to like you like right i've changed my style i'm like a stealth master now and you get 8% through an area, you look at your checkpoint, it says 12 minutes, and you're like, fuck me, I hope I don't die now. 
and then your companion runs out and gets spotted and blows it all. That it's the lesser of two evils, isn't it? Having those little immersion breakers. Yeah, it's very true. I think the the, the thing they could do to kind of which would kind of work in both ways. I feel like you're the companion always tends to come to you. Like you're the point man. Mm. Like even no matter how big the area is, once you kind of get behind cover and aren't being seen, they'll come scurrying up behind you, and you're like, well. <laughs> Come on, mate. Let's <laughs> let's break away. Like if they work, then you obviously wouldn't notice so bad. If you could then just locate them on the map somehow, yeah. Um, you know, use your hearing or whatever, and they would just appear. Then it, it just wouldn't be so obvious that that's happening, and it would be probably give you you know help in terms of cover and whatnot. But yeah, as you say, it's not a massive problem, but it's you know I guess this is what we're getting the PS5 for. So I those mate you're tech get... bugs out nah ps5 just for no loading screens so none of this mate that ram they'll be, they'll be fine ai <laughs> companions it's your dreams maybe they won't have any companions in the third one if they do it just a lone wolf but then who would she chat to that's kind of like the main, that's kind of like one of the main main points of it how, how are you finding the difficult oh, actually what difficulty did you put it on and how are you finding the difficulty side of things? Because I put it, I just left it on moderate. Like that's just what yeah. I do. Whenever it says just balance, I'm not right. I'll go for that. The only time I moved it up was Alien Isolation because under hard it said this is the way developers think you should play it, and I was like, okay, I'll do that. So unless I see right. that, unless I see that note, I'll just leave it on standard. But so you're, you're playing on moderate. I'm playing on moderate. How are you finding it, it difficulty wise? It sounds like you're doing okay, but you're finding this the stealth element. A, a, a transition that you're gonna have to make yeah it's fine like i'm dying a lot to be honest but it's kind of always my fault i'm just trying to rush through areas and not <laughs> and you know i also do this thing where something doesn't work and i try exactly the same thing again and again i'm like it still ain't working and it, the game's telling me it's saying if it ain't working try something else and i'm like well no i'll try it again <laughs> It's going to work. Are you trying so, to get through areas without using any resources as well? Like you've got like three bombs and you're like, I'm not using that because I'm going to need yeah. that for the fucking final Resident Evil boss that will come out. I um, have been doing that a bit and I have changed now as I've gone through the yeah. game. I've started crafting way more and just using like my like, assets, my bombs and whatnot. Just, you know, all, yeah, like everything, Molotovs. But at the beginning, I was definitely making life hard for myself, like storing everything. And there's like, there is no need to be doing this. It's not Resident Evil. There are, <laughs> there's like, you know, um, there's bits and pieces like literally scattered all over this world. You're never going to go far without finding something. No. And if you are doing the Adcock approach and sort of going from trying to do like the open areas by going mainlining it, if you do get short of resources, one way of getting more resources is to explore a bit more. Because like nearly every building will have something, whether it's a rag, whether it's a health pack, whether it's a load of bolts, whether it's some supplements. Like it will kind of reward you for going out of your way to to find stuff. Um, I'm getting to the stage where I feel like I'm actually a bit packed out. Like I've got in, in two, enough bombs, I've got enough ammo, I've got enough guns and, and whatever. And I'm wondering whether I'm going to get to a point eventually where it's just going to put me into a situation where it forced me to drain all my resources or whether I want to get in a situation like I did with the first game where I got to that final sort of frontier and I ended the game with hundreds of fucking machine gun rounds, bombs. I could have I could have taken over a city on my own with the, the arsenal that Joel had. And I'm wondering whether I'm going to get in the same situation here. I've tried to be a bit more liberal with stuff, but... I think it's your mindset, mate, and especially if how you hunt things out, you're always going to be overstocked, basically. You always want to be overstocked and understocked, surely. surely. It's the better way. I, I would agree with that. Anything else? Any other specifics you want to you want to call out? Before? I think the score, music in this game is fucking amazing. Some of the bits, um, the bit in the area we're talking, we're not in the area we're talking about, but just past that, the same Seattle day one where you end up in like the it's like a, well, it's a metro station, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's kind of the first time you get to kind of pit the infected yes. against the humans. Which did you do it? I, I assume you did. Oh, yeah. I loved it. As soon as she sort of said there's a clicker over there, I was like, oh, here we go. Did you? you can see, like, who won? Well, the, so the infected won because yeah. I mopped up the infected at the end, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did but I was kind of running around causing havoc while that was going on as well, <laughs> you know, like. I like ran a clicker into like a guy and then took a couple of swipes at someone else I was running past. So I was just, yeah, causing carnage. 
And but what I was going to say is some of the music when you're like being hunted by the enemies and stuff, the little beats and things are just mm. it's so it's neck. I was playing with headphones the other night and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Headphones are the way forward. I don't, I don't care what game it is. You put those on, it instantly adds an extra layer to the game itself. Um, the only thing is you can't hear anything else in your house. So someone could come in and rob you blind. But it's true, and it was getting late, and I, I say I wasn't scared. I was a bit scared down there, if I'm honest. It, it was not basically. I thought I can't go to bed till I'm out in the daylight. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. know that it's waiting for me. So I did, I did that. I thought it was gonna be a short area, and it wasn't. It was yeah. fucking fucking shamblers. Like that's one of the one of the new enemy types that we've got in. in oh, they're fucking horrible, aren't they? Yeah, so they're like armored, infected. Like, like the clickers can't see you; they can only hear you. The, the runners can see you and hear you. I don't know where I stand with the shamblers. They basically, they're a big enemy and they run at you and just drop like a acid bomb, basically. So keep your distance is my advice. But I'm not sure how they operate. Like, can I crawl around them and they won't see me? Or will they, if they spot me in their cone of vision, am I going to get fucking shit on by a load of acid? Well, the bit where we've seen them and I think that's still the only bit I have seen them yeah. it was almost like a bit of a set piece wasn't it so they come like blaring through the walls so yeah. I feel like they were designed that you was no getting away from you. I don't think you could reset that to a point where they're going to not be looking for you but I wonder later on yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with those yeah I wonder if they've got any more up their sleeve I mean I, I watched a like a preview of it they put out I think it's about like a presentation about 15 minutes and they mentioned the open open area stuff and and bits like that, and they also mentioned the sh- they showed the shamblers, so I kind of knew they were they were there. But they also said there's there's more to come, like more enemy types. So I'm, I'm wondering what they come up with. Um, and and obviously the old favourites are going to be there, but they, they're going to add some new stuff as well. They've got who haven't they? Yeah. As long as it's not like we've mentioned a couple of times, Resident Evil like Blob, where it's just like it's just <laughs> Sorry, every all Mr X yeah. running around. I don't mind Mr. X, actually, because he actually just stayed as Mr. X. I think it was like Resi 6, the one that we played together. Like, it just got to the stage where like a building was like a blob of like fucking biohazard. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, they love doing that. No, crazy bastards. Out of, uh, what's your enjoyment level like with, because we've got a few negatives that we've talked about and a few positives as well. I think that's, it's good to air everything that we can but overall how pleased are you with this and have you got a bit of a case of i may have overhyped this for myself just slightly well this is the problem in it because like everyone me included have been excited for this there's not many games i'll get day one there's not many games i'll get up at six in the morning to play day two no yeah, I, so, this morning. I was letting the dog out and then i was like how are you getting on and he was like well okay but i'm up at 6am playing it so yeah it tells you the story so I'm obviously enjoying it. And I think the problem is, one, that excitement level. Two, because the thing is, you you can never recreate what The Last of Us did. You're like, new IP, yeah. so everything is new. Like, yeah. blindsided me completely. I didn't even have a PS3. So you just can't, they can't recapture that. And you've got to, you, you've got to give them a break for that. It's not possible. Um, and the other thing is, like any game of this, like like this hype level, the barometer is just set so high. So I feel like there's, it's always gonna. It is a video game at the end of the day. It has to operate on that level. Like it's not the second coming. No. But I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the companions, the story, the gameplay is really good. To, like everything is good. There are a few little issues, no doubt. But as long as nothing that's gonna affect my enjoyment of the game really it just things happen i'm like oh yeah i'm playing a video game that yeah. that's gone wrong like those kind of as you say pop-ins and companions yeah. getting stuck i'm okay with that it's fine like i'm yeah. sure it'll get patched out later on so um I'll be there that's the, fine. it won't get patched out it'll be there for the ps5 remaster yeah and, no, no go, and then i'll go this is the real way to play the game you know like, oh fucking hell yeah I just spent 55 quid on a digital PS4 version. You can upgrade me. No. <laughs> oh the, uh, like story wise, obviously I'm not going to say what's going on, but I mean, it's like satisfyingly like mm. dark and deep. So I'm like, right. Okay. Like, I mean, this is very broad. So I don't really know what's going on at the moment. If I'm honest, no, but... I mean, guess the, the best thing I can say is that I'm really interested to see how it, how it pans out and develops. And not to say, I don't think I didn't think that in the first one, but, 
this one I, I'm in particular because there's a lot of there's a lot going on, um, but it's presented in a, in a really simplistic and digestible way, so you can immediately get on board with what's going to happen with the way they do this. And I got a feeling some people might think this is a bit of a slow game. I got a feeling that will be a criticism levelled at it potentially, and um, that's that's fair game. People can have that opinion, but. I'm of the opinion of like I'd rather let things breathe narratively rather than rush through it for the sake Yeah, I mean of- I've I've enjoyed the pacing to be honest because you do get there's big areas you know you'll get a little bit of puzzle solving or a little bit of like I guess it's kind of like eye candy and it you'll just be sort of traversing yeah. the environment um, and then like really like there's some bits that are really nice where like I kind of think I'm in this area I'm like am I meant to be over here then you kind of just throw a brick through a window and then oh, like, yeah, it, yeah. it lets you just carry on from there and you're you like, can oh, break windows right, and sweet. get into places which yeah um, is, is a nice it just feels a lot more diverse I guess the whole environment like the fact that you can lay down now opens up places to hide like, I've used that several times I I, strang- I, I, I killed a human um, I think there's three of them in this particular area, and another thing is they always they, they all seem. To, I love the way the enemies kind of know each other on that patrol. Like if you kill someone and they find the body, they're like, "Jeff, Jeff, I've got I found Chris. He's dead." Yeah, everyone's got a name, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Sort of like uh, Austin Powers levels. Now you're going to see what happens when they go home to their yeah. wives. It's like really hammers home that you're killing people now. Yeah, and and. and it, not that I'm sympathetic to any enemy that's trying to kill me, but it kind of adds that layer there. But anyway, I'd killed someone, and it was a, quite a small area, but there was there was an opportunity for me to sort of lay down and, and go prone. So I hid under a, an object, and then there was like, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? He's not answering. And they come over, one of them come over to the body, and I was like, just laying there. And I thought, you know what? You fall into my trap here. I just laid there, my pistol cocked, waited for the head to pop out, and went bang. Blew their fucking brains out. The other guy come running round, dragged me out by my legs and started yeah, beating, this, the, yeah. beating the shit out of me. And I was like, Christ, I didn't expect you to come so quick. And then I managed to fend him off and get rid of him. But that was a really, like, there was just three enemies there and it was really nice to take them out in three different ways. Like the first guy stalked him, put the knife in his throat, took him down. He was then bait. I got in position, laid where I couldn't be seen when the head was showing crack done that and then once the cover was blown it was just a brawl but i only had one enemy left so yeah I was, I was really pleased myself you know when you do go for the stealth like i've noticed you, you basically you can hold them for a second but i've not done anything with it like is that so you they can take it like be a human shield or yeah and i've not either because i'm panicking at yeah, that stage exactly. I'm, I'm in that situation where i'm not i'm just like right get the knife in their throat and get rid of them but uh, you would ass- one would assume that they would you be fired on less if an enemy's in front of you and you've got like their mate in, if you've got Doug by yeah. the throat exactly exactly right. and he will he will be called something like Doug um, I think I did it once and shot someone quite quickly so I didn't get a chance to gauge their response right um, you, you can do it with the infected but I'm like they're not going to care <laughs> they're absolutely not going to care that infected mates being held by Ellie so um, yeah um, it's it's a great game I'm enjoying it and I'm looking forward to you know, getting to the conclusion, seeing what happens and are they setting things up for sequels? Who who knows what they're going to do, but um, it's been a long time waiting seven years since the first game, which fuck me. That's, that's a long time really. Um, but I feel like the wait's been, been worth it. I've, I've, I've done my best to sort of temper expectations. Like I had it digitally. I was up at midnight. I could have played it at midnight, but I didn't. I even sent you a little video, a little comedy video. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a wind-up. No, turned it off, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to play it straight away. I got up the next day, done all my what I had to do with the dog, ate some food, had a shower, had a shave, then I sat down and played it. I didn't want to be in that mindset of like, right, let's play this because it's going to be the best game ever, and also the mindset of I quickly need to play it before someone tells me something I don't want to know. Yeah, which yeah. is it's a horrible situation to be in, but I just try to push it away and be like. I'm just going to play it, and I've, I've enjoyed it. But yeah, definitely, definitely got areas where they've upgraded, um, they've made some changes, and you know, we will, we will have a more in-depth opinion. And I, we're going to do a sp- maybe not Adcock, but there will be a full spoiler cast on the Last of Us Part Two. I 
I'm touching wood, but it's almost a, a guaranteed promise that that's going to happen. So won't be probably for a couple of weeks because a lining up people is difficult and B kind of want to just give people the chance to play the game before ramming podcasts down their throat. So it's definitely something in the plans where we just break down the narrative and probably not talk too much about the gameplay. But I think from a, a gameplay perspective, the a weekend with the last of us, I'm happy to say if you're on the fence, go and get it. And if you've already got it, I hope you're enjoying it. And then I'd imagine you'd echo that sentiment as well. hundred percent. Yeah. There we go. Look, we'll let you get on with your week so you can go back to play the game or you can go out and order it and, and hopefully you have a, have a good time of it. But this is Idle Game Chat. We are here every Monday on your favourite podcast outlet and YouTube. But there's nothing more for us to say now other than thanks for your time and ta-da. <laughs> This was a Dimp Digital production.